Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of 1 John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail those questions to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here's Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible class. We're going to finish up today the study of 1 John. We're going to do it with a summarization of the book, the epistle, this John's epistle of 1 John. Now, we've come to the very last portion of chapter 5. We've completed the talk of chapter 5. But I want to go back to the 21st verse for just a moment. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And we know that we should not have idols of any sort. Not wood, hay, stubble, precious stones, or some sort of ore, such as gold or platinum or silver. But also not of family or friends or acquaintances or even things that we own. We must keep ourselves from idols. And then John concludes his epistle with, So be it. Let it be forever and ever. Amen. It's just amen or amen. So, what is this epistle all about? Well... It's the epistle of confidence. It's the epistle of Jesus Christ, our life, the truth, the way, our keeper. The aged apostle wrote the epistle of First John so that the Christians that he wrote the short letter to might be happy, that they might not sin, that they might be on guard against error, that they might know. We know. There's no doubt. There's no doubt and no possibility of doubt about what we know from God's Word. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the Word of life. In other words, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, John, of course, had spent time with his Lord. We spend time with our Lord in prayer, in Bible study and meditation, in quiet time as we reflect upon God's Word. We spend time with Christ, but for John, he had spent time in the flesh with Christ. You see, Jesus Christ who was God, took on human flesh. And he lived with human beings. And then they, like John the Apostle, could see him, could hear his voice, could uh, listen to what he had to say, to feel his touch, to have fellowship. And in 1 John 1, 3, we're told that uh, we are to have fellowship with Jesus Christ. 
that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ that's the who of our fellowship so god wants us to have fellowship with him and for us to have fellowship with one another in christ we have to believe like christians act like christians so in chapters 1 through 3, we find out if we're living like Christians. In chapters 4 and 5, we discover whether we're believing like Christians. And so that's the important thing. In 1 John 1, 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. How is God seen in the epistles of John? He's seen as light in first john 1 5 love in first john 4 8 and 16 righteousness in first john 2 29 life in first john 5 11 and 12 and since we begin our study next session of second john and then third john we see God is presented as truth in Second John and as being good, 100%, in Third John. Now, we're given the tests of Christian behavior in John 1. Now, you can find out what your rating is. You can test yourself. Uh, and the tests are introduced by if we say or he that saith. And so the test begins with if... If we say one thing and do another, we're not living as Christ would want us to do in full fellowship. Dwight L. Moody, famous preacher of the 1800s, said, We talk cream and live skim milk. Again, we go back to verse 3, And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We're to walk together, talk together, live together. We're to eat at the same table. We find that in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. We're one family. God is my father because Jesus Christ, my older brother, has made me a child of the king. So we must behave that way. We note that fellowship brings joy. Verse 4, 1 John 1, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. And there's no greater joy than fellowship with a friend. And so we're to walk in the light because God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That's in verse 5 of 1 John 1. Well, the first test of our walk with God is to walk in the light. 1 John 1, 6, if we say we have fellowship with him, the God of light, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So the question that I have for you, my friend, is there sin in your life? Is it known to you that you have sin in your life? It's a question you must answer. If there is known sin in your life, then you're not walking with Christ. His presence would throw light on your conscience and heart and show the presence of sin in your life. 
A Christian who's walking in fellowship with God will enjoy fellowship with other Christians. And we find that, of course, in verse 7. But if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. So, do you walk in the light? Second test, you must have admitted that you are a sinner. Verse 8 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sins. So the second test then of whether or not we're doing what we should do is, have we admitted we're a sinner? The third test is, are we obeying God's will? In chapter 2, verse 4, John writes, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. What are Christ's commandments? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. What again? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Do you love God that way? Do you love him more than you love the internet? Do you love him more than you love television? Do you love him more than you... Love the various kinds of social media that you're messing with throughout the day? Do you have some plan in your life that you want to carry out? doesn't matter what God wants. So don't say you know God when you don't keep his commandments. This is a test of Christian life, your Christian life. Are you obedient to God's word? Do you listen to the still, small voice of God the Holy Spirit living within you? Do you listen to him or not? Some people refuse to listen to the Holy Spirit's working in their lives because they don't want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. Some folks have done that with their parents. Well, I don't talk to my dad about that. I don't talk to my mother about that. I don't talk to my grandma or my grandpa about that because I know what they would say and I don't want them to tell me. Well, do you know God that well? If you do know him, then 1 John chapter 3, verse 24 comes to mind very quickly. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given to us. If you love me, keep my commandments, and ye are my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you. You remember that from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 14. Or from the same gospel in chapter 15, verse 17, These things I command you, that ye love one another. So, the first test of our walk with God is that we must walk in the light. The second, we must admit that we're a sinner. Third, we must obey God's will. And then fourthly, we must imitate, imitate Christ. Our imitation is of Christ. 
He that saith he abideth in him ought also himself ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. We should be Christ-like in everything in our lives. Christ told us that we were the salt of the earth. So we know that salt preserves food from spoiling. So do you preserve those around you? Are you salt preserving others in the crowd that you run with? Do you keep the language clean? Do you refrain from using God's name in vain? Do you help others refrain from being blasphemous? Does your presence in a group keep others from doing questionable things? People are lazy. And we notice that in our society today, they're very lazy when it comes to spiritual matters. If someone gives them something spiritual, they believe it or accept it or consider it, uh, even when it's false. And so we must reflect the glory of Jesus Christ and tell them the truth. We must imitate Christ. The fifth test of our walk is it with the Lord, is to love others. In John 2, 9, He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. You know, that's an acid test. It is the test that makes or breaks the Christian. Do you love Christians Life, your life as a Christian, should be a life of love. When we look in First John chapter 2, and we read there in verses 7 and 11, it's the old commandment from the beginning. It's true in Christ. He that loveth his brother abideth in light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Verse 10. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. How important it is that we love one another. God speaks to love of others, personal attitudes, that sort of thing. We can have hatred, which God considers murder. We find that in verse 15 of chapter 3. We can have indifference. That's a feeling that's very close to hate. It's no concern. We find that in chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. Or we can have love. Love shows itself in different ways. We find that in chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Chapter 3, verse 14. Uh, one way it shows itself is concern for the welfare of others. And we're supposed to show concern for others. And we're also to show concern for others' souls. The sixth test of walking with God, walking with Christ, is your relationship to the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 15, chapter 2, 1 John. We live in a present evil world. The scheme of things as they are today is not the standard for the Christian. We walk on forbidden ground. 
doing the wrong things. If we're obeying Satan and his minions and sinning. Now, you can put sins in three categories. You've got the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Temptations come through the body and its appetites and passions, just like the devil tempted Jesus. He'd been fasting for 40 days, and he was crying for food. His body was, at least. He was human. And so... Uh, Satan said, command these stones to be made bread. That's called self-gratification, if you look at making stones into bread so you can eat them. And self-gratification is one of the strongest efforts and sinful things. When our appetites are used incorrectly, it's one of the strongest temptations that we can have. The necessity for bread and pleasure is supposed to be justification. At least some folks think that. Uh, If you need that, then you are justified in getting it. But that's not how we're to live. The only moral necessity is not bread or self-gratification, but the only moral necessity is we're to trust God and keep his commandments. Then there's the lust of the eyes. Satan dropped the lust of the flesh when he couldn't do anything. So he took Jesus to a high mountain. He showed him uh, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said there in Luke chapter 4, verse 7, If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Now that's a second trick of Satan, and he uses it on us as well. Men and women worship at the altar of riches, the altar of honor, because they long for what their eyes see of this world. But your eyes can cause your soul to sin. So be careful what you see. Be careful what you see. And then there's the pride of life. Everybody wants spectacular success. The devil took Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple and told him to cast himself down. And that if he was the son of God, he'd be kept by the angels. It was a proposal to leap from the pinnacle of the temple into immediate popularity. This is human ambition, of course. So there's folks of genius who've been led astray by their human ambition. We're in danger of selling our very souls to gain our end, to gain a position, to gain power. Even Jesus saw the world spread before him and saw how short and alluring was the step that was promised to him. But to become the subject of the prince of this world, it would have ended his mission as Savior of mankind. So there's a seventh test in this quest for walking with God. We need to prove that Christ is righteous by our lives. Think about that. Do we acknowledge Christ in our life? That's the 22nd verse of chapter 2. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist and denieth the Father and Son. Others watch us to see if we do righteously. If we abide in Christ, we will bear 
the same fruit that Christ bore, and that fruit, of course, is righteousness. And so it is important for us to understand these seven tests of our walk with God. We need to walk in the light. We need to admit our sins. We need to obey God's will. We need to imitate Christ Jesus. We need to love others. We need to have a relationship to the world that is not one of love, but one of eschewment. We look at the world and say, no, I will not do what the world says. We stay away from the things of the world. And then the seventh test is to prove that Christ is righteous by the way we live. Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, our address is The Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. That's The Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible Class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.